the Geshe Room at the Menominee Public Library. Welcome to episode 19 of TED Talks, the library's official podcast series. I'm Chuck Backus, alongside Library Director Ted Stark, and we invite you to pull up a seat, relax for a few minutes, and catch up on what's going on around town. Ted, Happy New Year! Same to you, Chuck. It is the first uh, podcast of the new year, and on the way to the Geshe Room here at the library earlier today, I saw that the clunker is out on the lake. So winter is oh, here fun. in abundance. It's fun to watch that. I was we were, at some point we wanted to put a lake cam on that on on the clunker so you could watch it remotely. I like the idea. I'd like <laughs> yeah. to watch it from Florida put, this time of year. That's right. Well, and then they get people across the country, you know, uh, betting on when it'd go down. Yes. But, and you know they could pick up a secondary bet on the first time disappears covered by snow and i would bank on tonight because i understand yeah. we're supposed to get hammered again as soon as this uh, podcast is finished yes so i know we're closing early today right after this podcast we're closing and then um i don't know about tomorrow yet but of course this i mean this is recorded so. yes yes for folks for folks <laughs> listening at home don't worry yeah today is like yesterday at least at so least, yeah libraries open probably on regular hours but if it, you got a lot of snow you might want to check before you come out so yeah yeah there's way too much fascination with enjoying winter here i'm sorry that's that's just not a thing for me <laughs> i'm a i'm i'm ready to retire to you need to you need to take up ice fishing like grumpy old men you know but Anyway. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> we, Ted, we talk frequently. Yes. On on the program about the amazing programming that you bring here to the library, and I think you've just knocked it out of the park again. And I'm looking forward to talking about that. We're going to have discussion about programming on yoga and meditation with our guest Teresa Kruger. I was at home and I was talking to Joni about this and I said, sweetheart, I'm concerned because I don't know anything about meditation. I don't know anything about (laughs) yoga and I'm not going to have anything intelligent to say. And she said, darling, that's never stopped you before. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to learning a lot. Joan knows. Joan knows. (laughs) And sadly, it's no secret. Yeah, Yeah, the word is out. Would you like to introduce our guest today, Ted? Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Chuck. Um, today we have Teresa Kruger, and uh, she is a mind-body practitioner in yoga and, and meditation. And we're, we're going to, uh, she's been doing a yoga program for us, but we're going to um, start a meditation session, a weekly meditation session as well at the library. So we're going to talk about both those things today, and um, I'm, I'm excited about that. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you. And as, as we get started, my understanding is, Ted, that it will be Mondays from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. where we'll be doing the yoga here at the library. Right. And on Fridays, mindful meditation from 12.15 to 1 p.m. And that'll be Fridays. And I think it's important to note that this has been uh, sponsored by the folks at Mayo Clinic Health Systems, by, by Teresa's... Uh, organization being human yoga as well as the menominee public library and so it's it's great to see that kind of support from all members of the p- community that's right 
Um, Teresa has been doing yoga for us uh, for a number of years now, but um, this this will be the first time that, that we're trying the meditation. So uh, I'm excited about that. So let's get started. Um, Teresa, why don't you introduce yourself by, you know, talking a little bit about how you came to start practicing yoga and kind of thing. Sure. Um, I would love to. So I started practicing yoga when I was about 20 one, um, I was an avid runner at the time and just noticed that my body was deteriorating quicker than um, I thought it should be. Yeah. And I just started doing a yoga um, class at Body Works Athletic Club um, here in town and uh, kind of got hooked and started to notice that I was feeling better, that I was having different thoughts that just felt a little more intuitive to what my body was needing. And um, so I started because I was just running, 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 and I needed something uh, to balance out that that running right. so right. much. And that really, yoga really helped. Right. Mm -hmm. So then you went, you, you got some training, right, to, to, to teach it. What, what was that like? Yes. Um, so to in order to become a certified yoga teacher, you have to go through a training. And I took a 200-hour training. And I decided to go to Rishikesh, India to do my yoga teacher training, which wow, cool. is considered the yoga capital of the world. <laughs> um, oh, tell us a little bit about that. That yeah, sounds interesting. That was amazing. Um, yeah. I knew that I had arrived in India when... I had to wait at the airport for eight hours to get my taxi ride out. <laughs> and as we're driving out of the airport, I see this huge traffic jam with a split down the middle of the road. And I look over and there's a cow standing in the middle of the road and traffic is just at a dead stop. Right. Um, so, uh, so that was an amazing experience. It was six weeks of all immersive uh, yoga teacher training. So I... Lived it every single day, woke up at five o'clock in the morning for a meditation and then rolled into the yoga practice and then learned about the philosophy and the physiology and all of those other pieces that come along with it. So that was an amazing and adventurous experience for me. Yeah. So were you by yourself there or I mean? Yep. I went all by myself, um, ended up meeting about 40 other people in my class from all over the world, which I still am in contact with. And so oh. it was sort of a, ended up being a pretty tight knit group of people. Well, how, how long do you, you think you, during like a single day, would you practice? In a single day on average, it was about four hours of meditation and yoga, oh. asana, um, poses combined yeah. to about two, two to two and a half in the morning and, about the same in the evening. Okay. And then the middle of the day was coursework and yeah. book, 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 book stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what kind of, I mean, I know there's different styles of yoga. What what kind was this? Again? So you, this is hatha, traditional hatha, hatha yoga. Okay. That I've heard before. What are, mm -hmm. what are some of the other styles? Or do you... There are all kinds of different styles. There's hatha yoga, which is sort of the more traditional yoga. It's sort of at yeah. the basic level where a lot of other yogas stem from. Right. Um, there's vinyasa yoga. 
There are um, other types of yoga sprouting up now, like goat yoga is becoming yeah. very popular. <laughs> yeah, you actually do it with, with goats, right? Yoga you with goats? You actually do it with goats. I yeah. haven't tried it myself, but yeah. people keep urging me to teach in goat yoga class. So there's Iyengar yoga, Ashtanga yoga, yeah. All different kinds of, of yoga, and each one has a little bit different of uh, ideology and principles behind yeah. it, but they all kind of... They're kind of doing the same thing, though, aren't they? I mean... They all kind of, yeah, meet yeah. In, in on a lot of common um, grounds and principles. Right. What's that one that's kind of controversial, or at least the, the master or the got in trouble... Um, Hot That's yoga the, or what? The, yeah, the, the Iyengar yeah. yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did get in some trouble. There's a documentary, I believe, yes. on that on Netflix right yeah. now. Then you got back from uh, India. When was that or how long ago was that? I that went to India in 2011. Okay, mm-hmm. so then what Then what'd you do? At that time, I decided I was going to open a yoga studio, and I lived in Eau Claire at the time, so I right. opened... Being Human Yoga in Eau Claire. I was there for a couple of years and then started moving around, moved to St. Paul, um, and then landed back in Menominee yeah. after a while and decided to start practicing and, and teaching in Menominee. And mm-hmm. the library was actually one of the first places that I started teaching again when I moved back to the area. Yeah. Well, your class is very popular and I gets a lot of good feedback. Uh, from the people that go to it so um so what what are some of the reasons that a person might practice yoga Uh, what brings some of your pupils to Mm -hmm. yoga i would say a lot of people are looking for uh more flexibility more a higher level of fitness um those are some of the starting points i believe that people start to come to yoga other people are looking for a relaxation uh, something to relieve anxiety or maybe depression and um, there's all different kinds of reasons to relieve pain physical comfort is one of the number one reasons i would say why people come to yoga and it really is for all i mean for everybody in all ages I mean, you do you do a class for kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you just did one today. You told us before we started uh, for kindergartners. So I did. <laughs> tell us a little bit about how that goes. <laughs> that I, um, so that I get to go to my son's uh, kindergarten class and teach a yoga class every Friday, and mm-hmm. um, that has been so much fun, and it's been a <laughs> teacher for me too the the kids are my teacher too because i Mm. learn um, a different way of teaching and so what we do is i have a yoga calm certification it's a specific certification for kids and so what we do our model is um, calm active calm so we start out by doing some breathing and some breath work getting them kind of Kind of. In their bodies, <laughs> relaxed, yeah. focused, and then we move on to more active poses to get that energy out. And usually with the kindergartners, I find we a lot of big sweeping movements, a lot of movements that use up a lot of energy really quickly 
are really good and then we bring it back down with another calm activity so that might be a child's pose or just resting their head down on mm. the mat and taking some more breaths and then we usually incorporate a fun game at the <laughs> end um, that's the reward so we do mm. a yoga based game at the end mm. so yeah it's been really wow, that's fun. really fun and I've had students anywhere from three years old to in the 80s so it really yeah. is for all levels and all ages and it can be modified to um, to really any fitness level and ability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which right. which brings up a question for me: When the program starts on Mondays from nine to ten here at the Menominee Public Library, what skill level, what age level, should feel comfortable attending? So that class I've been doing now for is it going on four or yeah, five it's years quite a while. it's been quite a while i i love it in the summer <laughs> when you're out on the on the lawn yeah you know yeah because it really looks picture picturesque it mm. it is it's yeah. really a beautiful place to practice um that's an all levels class so i have a lot of modifications and um things that i can throw in and I try and include everyone um, and we have some chairs so if someone needs to grab a chair during the practice that's also an option and so I would say that's more of a beginner but all level class I have people that have never done yoga before and will walk through the doors and feel comfortable and I've had people that have been practicing for 10 years and just want more of a it's more of a gentle practice I would say um, and then depending on the day and how yeah. everyone's feeling and who walks through the door, I kind of modify based on, on that. So, what, what do I wear to something like this? What, what do I need to do in preparation? You would want to wear something comfortable, um, workout clothes that are breathable, movable. Um, and then I tell people not to have a really full tummy because we're going to be doing some inversions, downward dog kind of poses where your stomach is going to be over your head so um and so you think so do you (laughs) and so i try to tell people not to have a full tummy because that can make and we do some twisting and things like that that can make it a little less comfortable if you have a really full uh, tummy what if i haven't been terribly active for the last 27 years in that case, you would just do whatever you can, and um, you would might be surprised at how um, how quickly those things come back to you, and how maybe you're in better shape than the, you thought you were. <laughs> but, this, but, but this program would still be a good fit for me, even if I were a, a beginner. This program would still be a good fit. Outstanding. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see you on Monday at night. <laughs> <laughs> I heard talk about 5 a.m. and goats, and I said, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about this. 5 a.m. and goats. <laughs> no, we don't allow goats in the library. Oh, thank Unless goodness. they're a companion animal. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe on the grass this there, summer. On the grass. There we go. On the grass. Um, well, let's talk about the meditation for a little bit, or mindfulness. That, that we're going to start doing on Fridays. Um, the, um, you know, meditation kind of has 
a religious could can have a religious kind of spiritual association to it you know like buddhists buddhist or um or you know mystical christian or hindu or but but you know in the 80s and 90s they kind of um uh, science started studying it and and they've kind of extracted some of the the, the techniques and stuff out of it and it's become just kind of a uh a secular thing that's a well some people just use it for performance or um, focusing the mind that kind of thing um, how do you how do you see that all that I do have to be careful in some um, certain situations when I'm teaching um, to make sure that people are aware that yoga and meditation are not considered a religion um, I think that people sometimes associate those two things with with certain religions because certain religions do practice yoga and meditation. Um, but uh, I do try to explain to people as as much as I can with the knowledge that I have that it is a science and it is something that does help with... Um, mental and physical well-being and mm -hmm. looking at it more from a wellness perspective um, yeah. mm -hmm. so um, and there are all kinds of different practitioners out there so I think that it would probably be easy for people to get wrapped up in uh, right. the the hokey pokey of some of so certain practitioners and you know like I said yeah. there's all different kinds of practitioners out there so you can really take it in whatever direction you want. Um, I practice mm -hmm. more of a basic and general um, teaching to make it more accessible to to anyone who's interested in coming in and learning about it and, and right. feeling safe and comfortable and, and not intimidated, hopefully. So, cool. so I, you know, uh, it's, it was interesting to me, the uh, University of Wisconsin in Madison um, is kind of, a leader in the research uh, into the benefits of mindfulness uh, meditation at their, um, uh, it's called their Center for Healthy Minds. I don't know if you've ever heard of that mm -hmm. or not. But, yep, um, I have. Yeah, there's um, Dr. Richard Davidson's kind of a, a leader in that, but they actually run run practitioners, you know, uh, meditation practitioners, even Tibetan monks through their MRI machines, and they, they look at... Um, you know what parts of their brains are lighting up you know during during different parts of their practice and it's really pretty interesting and they've so you know i think really the evidence is in that it does it does make a difference in in um in your well-being and and um and you know kind of a healthy mind if you if it's done done on a regular basis mm -hmm. i agree yeah. i i totally agree now i'm curious what with the library's programming, these bookends, Monday yoga in the morning and then Friday just as the afternoon starting meditation, with yoga and meditation, are we looking at two different entities? Are we looking at two sides of the same coin? Do they work hand in hand? Are, can you give me a just a general overview of that? Sure. So yoga and meditation are somewhat two separate things. Um, Yoga could be, it could be argued or said that yoga is a moving meditation because you're using 
your breath work as you're going through each pose. Um, and then yoga philosophy also states that um, yoga, the, the physical postures in yoga lead to meditation. Mm -hmm. And it's basically yoga is priming our bodies, getting our bodies in tune and in shape enough to be able to sit comfortably without pain or discomfort so that we are able to focus our attention on something other than the ache or the pain, we can start to breathe and relax and kind of get more into mm -hmm. the mind and do different kinds of work um, there. And so, um, so they're related, they're separate, but they're, they're together in some ways. Um, the yoga piece is a little more physical. The actual yoga class on Monday is more focusing on body work and exercises and toning and we do start the class with a short meditation in the beginning and a short meditation at the end. The meditation class will be um, educational and informative, but also it will incorporate some more gentle movements, more seated movements. We won't be on the floor on a mat. We'll be seated in a chair and uh, rotating the joints, the neck, the shoulders, just to get our bodies prepared and a little more comfortable to sit and breathe and meditate. And mm -hmm. so... Um, so yeah. it sounds like, if I'm hearing correctly, folks can choose to, to simply come to the, the yoga sessions, or they can simply choose to come to the meditation sessions, or they can come to both, and it's going to be a great experience for them either way. Is that accurate? I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's a great experience yeah, well for stated. them. Well stated, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, they can come to, to either or, or, or both, so... Super. So yeah. the the meditation um, on Fridays, I mean, we've allowed for forty five minutes, but you're not spending that whole forty five minutes meditating, is either. I mean, um, like Teresa said, you're doing some gentle movements to kind of get yourself back in your body, and then and then you know we'll have a guided med I don't know how long do you think the meditation might be twenty minutes or something or yeah it could vary um, yeah. anywhere from I would say on average fifteen to you know twenty minutes depending mm -hmm. on the group if we have uh, a consistent group that asks for more mm -hmm. and longer sessions and we can start that too I think okay. I just want to have it be uh, a little bit informal where people can ask questions or maybe we can talk sure. about our experiences at the end of class too, or share experiences that maybe we've had with meditation before. Right, right. I think it's, you know, it's been recognized now that uh, um, many of the benefits of, of this, so I, of mindfulness training, and I think I, th that's kind of why I wanted to offer it here, to give people a taste of it. And plus, it, you know, kind of gets you um, primed for the weekend. On a Friday, you know, you kind of get your, you kind of chill, you know, and you get ready uh, for the weekend. So, mm -hmm. well, this is exciting. I've got a, a very good friend, numerous friends who've been actively involved in the the yoga portion over the past several years, and they speak so highly of it. It's exciting to see it now be built upon with the the, the meditation programming as well. And it sounds like those folks who have been involved for multiple years are going to be just as welcome uh, at this program as will new participants. Yeah. So something for everybody. Yes. How do you come up with these wonderful programming well, ideas, Ted? 
Well, this one I saw, well, I, I kind of saw something similar to it uh, in Madison. Uh, you know, it wasn't, the library wasn't doing it, but it was uh, over the noon hour kind of thing for the downtown people, it looked like, and it was weekly. And, um, and people, you know, some of the comments they posted uh, where it was one of the greatest, the best program, you know, that, that they had. So um, it was at that, that, I don't know, what's that downtown um, center called? Terrace, something Terrace, I don't know. Anyway, um, so, you know, that's when I got a hold of Teresa and, um, and then Mayo Clinic said, yeah, you know, we're, you know, that's uh, something we'd sponsor, so. Well, it sounds great, and we're obviously grateful to Teresa, yeah. being human yoga and Mayo Clinic Health System, to bring in somebody like this, somebody like Teresa, who has these impeccable credentials. What's the charge to uh, to folks to take part in these yoga and meditation classes? Well, it's free. <laughs> it's it's free, like all of our programs. Once but, again. Yeah. But, um, hey, I want to know more about um, what kind of... When you were at your training with the, uh, you said you sat in meditation, what, um, how, how did they, what, what process or, or techniques were they mm -hmm. showing you? So we did yoga nidra, which if you are not familiar uh, with yoga nidra, it's a body scan and it's focusing on relax the tips of the toes, the toes, tops of the feet, the bottoms of the feet. So it's kind of scanning the body and mm -hmm. imagining the body, um, moving through the body, relaxing in that way. So we did some of that. Um, we, did a, we did chanting. We worked on chanting. And um, we had mala beads, which are 108 beads. And so we would take one breath per bead and mm -hmm. move to the next bead and move to the next bead mm -hmm. until we got all the way around our 108 beads, which took a long time, as you can imagine. <laughs> 108 breaths takes a while. Yeah. Um, and we, we experimented with just different kinds of, of meditation. We would usually start uh, our yoga sessions with a 30-minute meditation, and then we would do a meditation at the end. Um, chakra meditations, we would talk about the chakras, which we uh -huh. um, won't get into in depth here today, but just focusing on different energy centers, different mm -hmm. parts of the body. Um, so we, we really played around with different kinds of meditation. And kind of a fun fact, the Beatles uh, actually studied mm -hmm. transcendental meditation right, yeah. in yeah. Rishikesh where I studied uh -huh. yoga and we got to go back and do this little uh, walk through this jungly uh, area it's all overgrown they don't have uh, admission you can't actually really go see it anymore um, unless yeah. you want to just walk through some tall grass but we got to go back and see where the beetles studied in, in the ashram there which was really cool too <laughs> wow yeah yeah i know tm had a um transcendental meditation they had a, a campus in um in iowa down in um oh, i can't remember the name of the town but but anyway yeah maharishi Mah yogi mm -hmm. was, was mm -hmm. started that yeah 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 no there are so many i've i've counted breath counting um i i 
practice meditation. Uh, I've got a little practice, and I, I, the breath counting, of course, is pretty common. That's pretty mm-hmm. common practice, mm-hmm. or just watching the breath. Mm-hmm. And um, um, so it's always interesting to um, to hear about the different techniques or, mm-hmm. or read about them. You know. Yeah, so. yeah. We did use uh, mantras, choosing a, a mantra to repeat to yourself using that as sort of a meditation. Right. I've also had work with walking meditations as well, which was that lovely. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. That, that is was. fun. Forgive my ignorance. Walking meditation. So walking meditation is simply, um, the, the experience that I had was the teacher put tape lines on the floor in a big mm. triangle, and we just slowly and mindfully would walk around this perimeter on the tape line as we were breathing, as we were taking steps, and the teacher was asking us to be mindful of the way that our feet felt as they were touching the floor and to just really slow down and and pay attention to what was happening during this movement around this tape square. (laughs) So wonderful walking meditations. Is... is is awareness the central issue with meditation, or is there something else? Awareness, I would say, is one of the one of the goals of okay. of yoga, becoming aware of what's happening in your body. And I think for me, it's um, not only becoming aware, but being okay with what's happening and learning to be non-reactive to the things that might be happening inside of me or outside of me. You know, the, there might be chaos going on outside or I might be panicking because of something going on in my life, but learning to take that pause and take that breath and to be non-reactive about that instead of reacting because sometimes if we react in a certain way, um, and then go back to think about it later. How did I react in that situation? Maybe it wasn't very right. awesome. Yeah. Um, so learning how to become aware of that and learning to move through life in a different way, um, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, I don't know if you've ever I'm heard, sorry, heard no. of Thich Nhat Hanh. Yeah, um, he's famously done walking meditation in in protests and in marches and uh, be here now you know but he walks i mean you can walk faster you can walk slow but he his walking meditation is very very slow mm-hmm. and uh but circle walking is um it's classic in a lot of practices i mean walking in a circle like even martial arts <clears throat> um meditation so for that fascinating like bagua um yeah. And I think since practicing meditation, I just have an overall sense of well-being where I noticed maybe before I started meditating, that wasn't quite the same for me. And, and your experience might be different and the next right. person's experience might be different. But I would say just overall greater sense of, of peace and well-being and that like everything's going to be all right. Everything's <laughs> cool. <laughs> Yes. Everything's fine. Yeah. 
So, um, what haven't we, what haven't we covered yet? Anything, that, anything else that you would like to add? Um, well, I don't know if I should add it, but it's something that's very new and exciting and on my mind. Um, so I've been teaching yoga at the um, Oaklawn Elementary School to one of the kindergarten classes. Mm-hmm. Um, my son's teacher was gracious enough to allow me to start um, my practicum there. I needed 20 hours of practical experience of teaching yoga to to kids. And um, so it's just turned into a thing now. And so, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying this or not, but I talked to the, the principal there and asked if maybe we could get some funding and run a pilot program. So very excited. We don't have uh, the funding to be able to do that yet, but we have applied for funding to see if we can start a pilot program um, at the uh, elementary school to oh, implement exciting. mindfulness and movement into into the curriculum and um so it's been really fun i think young people um the young people that i work with really are f- super open to it and they just right. have so much fun and oh my gosh this feels so good and the yoga <laughs> lady is here yay so um, she brought <laughs> So that's a project of mine that I've been very passionate about and working yeah. on lately, and it's just, I think, worth mentioning. And I think that um, young people really need movement yes. more than than ever and mindfulness. So, yes. Yeah. Well, I shared with you guys that, um, you know, you know, teens and, and college students, um, you know, anybody that needs to get away from the, the stress of the studies and the devices and the, the computer, I think could benefit. Yeah, yeah, our, a lot from it. Mm-hmm, I agree. And our young people are facing a lot of different things that yes. I never even had to think about when I was that age. So yeah, yeah absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. One of the first when I was looking into starting this program, I I contacted um, Stout and uh, UW Eau Claire because they they had programs you know on campus of mindfulness programs and uh for students too so um so i i, I think you know it's really uh, penetrated into the uh more into the mainstream now um and you know businesses are recognizing the benefits of it and, and corporations have started mindfulness programs for their employees so um, i think we're right we're we're hopefully doing something that um this community practice um that that will be beneficial for i think so and this is an ongoing program i mean it's not just going to be one monday and one friday this is going to extend this folks are going to have an opportunity to grow and develop inside these programs is that correct that's that's right that's right what a great commitment by the library yeah i think it's gonna be fun i'm looking forward to it and um you know we're going to give it a chance uh to grow too so i mean you know uh but we encourage encourage um anybody that's interested to come absolutely and this 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 sounds like a great opportunity for a lot of folks and that's going to be mondays here at the menominee public library from 9 to 10 a.m going to have yoga with teresa krueger 
And then on Fridays, mindful meditation again with Teresa from 12.15 a.m. from 12.15 to 1 p.m. And these events are going to be sponsored by the Mayo Clinic Health System, by Being Human Yoga, Menominee Public Library. And Teresa, folks can learn more about Being Human Yoga at your website, which is www.beinghumanyogaandglobalgoods.com. And that'll be, uh, that link will be down in the description below. What yeah. a great program you gave us. Holy cow. I, it is. I knew it was going to be new. I knew it was going to be a lot of learning for me, but I didn't think it was going to be anywhere nearly as enjoyable as this. I'm looking forward to telling more people about these, these series of programs and how good of you to be involved in the community like this. Certainly, thank you very much. I enjoy it. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Teresa. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, then for Ted Stark, I'm Chuck Backus, hoping you've enjoyed this episode of TED Talks, the official podcast of the Menominee Public Library. We look forward to seeing you next time.